Hey, this is Gordon. It's Allison. And this is Just Add Soy Sauce, episode 8. Been a while since we last recorded, I think. Considering the pace that we were going originally, right? Sure. <laughs> um, anyway, so, I mean, it's been a while because we actually... One, it's been kind of a crazy, hectic couple of weeks. But two, um, things have gotten a little trendy with the things that we're talking about. And so I wanted to start there because I, like, I was feeling super validated um, more recently when we saw... Even after AAPI month, mm-hmm. there were celebrity shows and I don't know, all these new foundations that suddenly appeared and maybe they were in, in existence in the past. I just never seen them before. Mm-hmm. But suddenly I started paying attention to a lot more like AAPI foundations that have suddenly appeared with lots of money um, and lots of celebrity faces all of a sudden coming on the screen and saying, own your Asian American heritage and know your story. Mm-hmm. And now there's a whole bunch of like, hype around that don't you think yeah sure I, I i wouldn't i don't know if i would call it hype but it's they're trying to make it trendy i guess well i mean i think it's beyond trendy but i think they're using one angle of like the celebrity angle you know of the yeah. asian american people who have a platform on this screen yeah. and typically through media because that's our most influential medium right now sure. media mm-hmm. and they're using the voices of those asian american faces to say hey know who you are mm-hmm. so i i personally was like cool i don't think we're way off base then mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it made me feel super validated um and I don't know. What was the commercial? Oh, no, it was a show that we watched on Netflix. Oh, no. On Amazon. Yeah. Oh, was it Amazon? Yeah. But anyways, all these celebrities came on um, that were Asian American. And anyways, I was just feeling super validated. Um, and then we paused for a second because we're like, okay, that's definitely a step in the right direction. We didn't really pause. We were just busy actually having conversations with people yeah. and family. And friends talking about this stuff. Yeah. Right. So, so that's, that's cool. So that's yeah. really cool. I, I think that's really been really cool. <laughs> about so we didn't have time to record. We've just been talking to people. Talking to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And new conversations, I would say. And then I think that it's crazy because now we have somewhere to start off with people in our circle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like and understanding where they're coming from. But no, what I was talking about pause was that, yeah, we saw it on the, on the big screens okay. of, you know, these Asian American faces coming on and doing their own your cultural story, right? And... Um, and that particular theme, if that, what I got with it, they kept, they kept repeating about unity within... Um, the Asian American community. Community. Yeah. Right, right. Which is done by having a certain pride in where you come from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and therefore using that unity and that pride in where you came from to, again, bring us together as an Asian American people so that we can then stand in solidarity with right. others. Correct. Right. And I think that's a cult. That's like, like, that's definitely step one of the message, right? That we, sure. that even we were thinking, oh, that seems like it's in the right direction. Um, but what I'm trying to get to the meat to is um, still when we see it on the big screen, there's a step behind the curtains that is not being talked about, which is the hard work in, in learning your own heritage and the hard work in learning your story and mm-hmm. and then you and I started talking about like it's not a disservice to have them do those types of messaging on no, the no, social no. Yeah. media uh-huh. platforms or whatever it's not a disservice but it can be if you all of a sudden then set an expectation mm-hmm. and saying 
oh, well, then my story must match up with some either, you know, what you were saying, like very tragic history um, or a very glorious, successful story. Yeah, I feel like it's very natural that if you don't have many role models, you know, or, or much representation, especially in media in terms of Asian American identity and story. And yeah, the most prominent ones are, again, the polar opposites of whether, you know, you, you recount history and it's just completely tragic and then but then it's spoken by a person who's completely successful in the one percentile of mm-hmm. of you know american wealth and stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. and you know they're they're the model minority and great looking and whatever they're well spoken and that's a success story so you only have two options my story should be i'm an asian american success story or i'm an asian american tragic story but mm. That's not, those are not your only options. Right. And I think that would stop a person or that would distract and or be an obstacle for a person in even delving into their own personal story. Right, right. There is almost like you're, you, you said it really well earlier. What did you say? You're like, you're looking for keys in the wrong places or something? Yeah, I mean, like, let's, oh man, it's cheesy, but... <laughs> But like, you know, looking for your story, your own personal story is kind of like you lost your keys. You're looking for your keys and you're only given two rooms to look for them, but your keys aren't in those rooms. Yeah. It's like you'll never find your keys. Right. You know, if you just keep looking in the success room or right. the tragic room, yeah. but your your keys aren't there. Right. And right. it's like, and, and like my fear is that we'll start to try to try to do a self-fulfilling prophecy or try yeah. to fabricate a story yeah. you know to start to pursue that success you know uh story when that's not your story right you know and try to be a celebrity try to be a you know a musician or a singer or whatever right, right. and and or not necessarily you didn't have a hard upbringing or difficult upbringing but then you take take this victim mentality right and you're you're trying to force a tragic story into your story right but but you might not have that either right well, and then also, it almost seems like on those polar ends, it also ends up being like that paralyzing thing again. Because, it, yep. you know, if it's a success story, it's like, nah, that's not me. That's super unattainable. That's yeah. that's like one in a million, you know, yeah. chance of me even getting there. So why even bother, right? Mm-hmm. But I think what we wanted to kind of focus in on and for us to ground ourselves is let's not get distracted by the tragic stuff or the super successful stuff, mm-hmm. but let's just find out who our stories like what are like what are our unique stories because you know how i was saying on the previous episode you asked 10 asian american Mm -hmm. people yeah what their stories are where their families are from every one of them will be different yeah even though they have a common thread and i guess one of our point points are it's okay if it doesn't match up with those yes and and it's like still investigate keep looking there it's like even though it's not represented Right. On TV or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Because I think that's the whole identity search process, right? We are all unique individuals with, yes, a common story of Mm -hmm. of potentially being Asian American. And I think that we're probably going to get into this in a a later time. Um, But I don't know if we, I don't even know how to bring our faith into it because, you know, you and I know we live for a a bigger story Mm -hmm. than that. So that's just Mm -hmm. for another time. But, but, at least at this stage of the game, I think I was almost wanting to discipline myself. Let me not get caught up in all the media around the Asian American pride right now, mm-hmm. you know, and, and honoring your heritage and, and going deep dive. 
but the part that I'm afraid of is that um, they're just trying to be persuasive, you right? Know? And so you you take you take dramatic examples mm-hmm. to to be persuasive, and those those examples are valid. Yes. Um, but when all you hear is, you know, the the success story of like my parents are refugees, now I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a millionaire. It's like. You know, it's great to be Asian American, but it's like that's not a lot of people's stories. <laughs> yes, know? Like, yes. You know, like that's not automatic, okay? Right. And your parents could be refugees, but you don't have that story, okay? Right. You know, and and you know, and that's you, okay. Yeah. And if you hear a dozen of those stories yes. of like, oh, I was this, and now I'm a fashion desire, a designer, and the president wore my shirt. Yeah. And it's like, you you almost think that's what your goal is. Or, yeah. You know, that's what your story is, and then you automatically other yourself you know even though <laughs> right. they're just trying to encourage you yes you know yes, and, yes. and so just to allow yourself to be like okay right right like, right i'm happy for them i'm happy for you but what is my story exactly yeah. and if i wanted to go like really wide scope and start using some of the big terms you know like i don't i didn't even hear about that term internalized racism and then all of a sudden after you mentioned it and then now i'm hearing it all over the place <laughs> yeah yeah. Really. And and so I feel like that is one angle that an avenue that they're trying to message to try to combat the internalized racism sure. um, that we might have mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. within our own community, okay. cultural community. Yeah. So I think it's good. But again, we just wanted to be balanced in that in that dialogue, though, because when we talk about things at home, we always talk about the how. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, it is all great. Bells and whistles are awesome when it's on the screen and you went through that journey of digging into your old family photos of what happened here, right? Mm-hmm. But the films are edited. The the snapshots are edited. Yeah. Like what we are always fascinated about is if you were live in that room videotaping, how'd that conversation really go? You know, you mentioned that, and uh, there was a documentary about the L.A. riots, and uh, this this uh, filmmaker um, was was only a kid during that uh, during that decade, and his dad and mom owned a like a convenience store mm-hmm. right in mm-hmm. that neighborhood, and um, he said he made a documentary of it, and they showed a quick scene mm-hmm. about him sitting down at the dinner table and he asked them a question about it and started bringing it up and they started talking and immediately in my mind I'm like that's not real <laughs> that's not real meaning like meaning like that conversation did happen they filmed it but you didn't just ask that question drop Correct. a bomb and they're like I'm ready to talk about it exactly that's not what happened like I can't it believe can't that it can't be I can't believe that and there had to be a lot of like preparation for that conversation for that moment and not that it wasn't authentic in that moment yes but he he this this filmmaker paved the way and created a safe space yes you know and for for the parents and i don't know how long that took but i think people people don't know that there's that backstory yes do that first there's a homework Yeah. yeah to doing that which i totally appreciated that that guy you're talking about the vietnamese person or uh no it was a korean Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, but anyways, yeah, there is that background homework. And I think that's where we are right now. We're in the trenches of doing that homework. And it's so freaking messy, like to the place where, you know, in my mind, when we first started this podcast, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, maybe we might invite, you know, some people from our families Mm -hmm. to come on. And and even if it's not in English, even if we're going to talk in Cantonese or whatever, because it's their mother language or whatever, like they wouldn't have a problem just, just talking with us because we talk about it 
like offline, off yeah, a sure. podcast, uh-huh. right? And it was a hard no. <laughs> hard no. It was a hard no. I'm like, oh, well, okay then. But then on TV, they talk about it all the time with each other. What the yeah, heck, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> But no, that was so real for me though, Mm -hmm. right? Because we then need to recognize that no, of course not, you know, because that's part of that cultural, um, I don't even want to call it baggage because they have a right to, to that type of, they have a right to keep that story. Yeah. Right. It's theirs. It's theirs. Uh-huh. And if they don't want to publish it on a podcast like we do, like I was talking to your mom yesterday. She's yeah. like, no, that's just what you guys do. <laughs> yeah. Chinese people don't do that. She says, <laughs> and I'm it like, is. wait, wait, hold on. We're, we're, we're Asian American. We're Chinese. <laughs> yeah. A certain type of Chinese. I guess. She's generalizing. <laughs> but, but no, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think that that was a huge eye opener for me. Cause even mm. when I op- asked my dad, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nah, my dad wouldn't have a problem with this because you know, we're talking about how open my dad is. And he's like, nah, no, 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 not doing that. Right. Yeah. Right. And so that was actually like an aha, aha moment for you and I, I think. Mm-hmm. And I kept dwelling on it for a while. You kind of just. You were shocked. I yeah. was shocked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, okay. And, and, but that's not the point though. The point is not to get them on a podcast and have them talk about right. it. Yeah. And have it known to the world. The point is. Are you actually just doing it? Are you just having those conversations yeah. in your home? Mm-hmm, period. And that's yeah. the more real and, and, yeah. and awesome thing. Right. Whether it's. It doesn't need to be filmed <laughs> or edited with the background music. It's just, right. Is it happening? Is it yeah. happening? And that's the point. Yeah. And I think that's something that we really wanted to make sure that. You know. We clarified here. On this podcast. And then also talk about really how. For us. It's been hard. To have those conversations. Mm-hmm. It's actually been really tedious just watching you like set up that space. Like, yeah, it, it, you put in a lot of time before you can even like, and that's not your whole point. That's just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come in with a question, like not, with an agenda or something. Yeah, yeah, you're not no. trying to sell them anything, but it's just like you're just, you're just doing life, and you're really open, and you're creating this space of hospitality, and literally, it takes two to three hours of you just. Really just in one conversation to get even a little bit further. Right. To just ask a, a question where where they're comfortable. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and but it's deeper than you know uh, than a normal question. Yeah. And then that they would feel natural and comfortable answering. Right. And it's like, and I think that's where I've I've gone wrong a lot, and mm. and, and I think it's a common a common situation for many Asian Americans where it's just like. Well, I've asked my parents. And it's like, you can't just drop a bomb on them, like, on your own time, on your own comfort, on your own terms, and you expect them to be, like, to answer you. It's just like, that's just, again, insensitive. And when I see you, it's just like, you have a question in your head. You have so many questions in your head, but you don't just come out and be like, all right, tell them to me now. It's like, no, you... I want to say it's been trial and error, because I feel like we've tried that method... And yeah, it's just and gone it's nowhere. just completely failed. It's either triggered something, yeah. And like I, I remember way I keep I always tell you this moment, but I remember way back when I asking my grandma a question, mm-hmm. and at the time I was curious. I'm like, hey, so sure. so how did you get here, grandma? And it seems like, like an innocent question. Totally yeah. innocent but, question. Yeah. Three seconds in, she's just frozen. Yeah. I remember distinctly her face just Glazed shutting over. down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I backed off immediately because I'm like, oop, I hit something sensitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I learned. Yeah. Through yeah. trial and error. Yeah. So it's very clear that yeah. that that's why that's why you you do a lot of just 
doing what they're comfortable with and showing that you're open and a person of peace and then and then you go ask a question that's not super deep but it helps you connect a dots just a little more right so that you can continue to paint a clearer picture right right yeah. i brought this up a lot but i think the disconnect also with the way we're brought up as in Asian america American? yeah, yeah uh-huh. where it's just like okay this is how you do conflict resolution mm. and this is how you clear the air mm. you know you go up to the person and you state what you felt that person said. Yeah. It's not exactly what they said. You don't you're not claiming that. Yeah. You know, and and so much like I've seen that in love enough in my my life and just hearing about it in other people's lives where it's like you go up to your elders and be like, Is there is there a conflict between us? Yeah. And it's like, okay, first that question is just totally like culturally insensitive. Like, you know, like you're not gonna go anywhere with that question, even though in your mind you're like I'm totally open. Yeah. You know, I'm exactly. trying to resolve this. I'm trying to build this bridge. Exactly. But you're doing it in a way that that is fluent to you. Yeah. That is not fluent to them. Right. You know, right. it's just like, you know what? You ask that same question with 19 egg rolls in your mouth, you might get somewhere. <laughs> you, know, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You, you, need a, yeah. You, need to, you need to make a concession that even right. though that might not be your first approach, it's like you have to understand the way you're we're doing it it's just like no let's be clear let's clear the air here i'm like okay like that that's not happening you're you know? just learning that now though because i feel like you right you yeah. do the same approach 100 like percent. yeah <laughs> you come out the gate swinging with like your mediation language and being like well see look look this is how i read the situation and you use all your big big right. words here are the objective facts <laughs> so why are we, you responding that way <laughs> and yeah, and it's just everyone's just like uh okay. They're scared of you. <laughs> don't don't leave. It's <laughs> like why 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 every time I say that you all, all my family's like please don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, but I'm just I, anyways, like again, I want to talk go back to like it's a tri- it was a trial and error process, but I learned also that when you come out the gates just asking those stories, not only is it ineffective, but again, you hit a chord that is triggering. Yeah. And then it becomes very hard to reignite that conversation. Yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah. then, and then you just, it's not that it's a wasted effort, but then you wait, to, you have to wait till the next time. Yeah. You have to wait till the next opportunity. Yeah. Because at that point, you're hitting just a, yeah. You're hitting a dead end. Right. 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 And I think that's, reasonable for any person not just asian american person but any person who has gone through a traumatic event yeah and i think that we like something that we do in the healthcare world right we just we assume trauma Mm. that's that's the whole thing about person-centered care and trauma-informed care and all Mm. that lingo out there in the healthcare world right now pretty much they're talking they're teaching all the providers right now you assume trauma Mm -hmm. and therefore you ask your questions assuming trauma yeah yeah i think that's a great tip right Mm -hmm. and i know that's bringing in like professional talk in here but i'm just like that has really shaped my lens practical yes yeah Uh it's shaped my lens because you don't know what those experiences are and it has really helped me to it's been a guide coast guide post for the way that i question and, and ask and be curious about people and, and I think you mentioned the whole time factor. Mm-hmm. And I think you always go into a conversation with like, I have a question. And by the end of this conversation, I want to have the answer to yeah. my question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but I think what we've learned also in doing that, coming in with a certain like agenda like that, mm-hmm. it has also gotten us nowhere. Yeah. And we found it so much more effective to be just present in the moment. Yeah. 
and where it leads. Yeah, you're right. I usually have a question in mind. Yeah. And I come at it like, I'm so distant from you already. And so I feel like this next question will help me bring bring it closer, bring mm-hmm, us closer, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But that that doesn't work because it's kind of like we're already distant. Mm-hmm. And I say, I pretty much am asking, okay, tell me something about yourself that's either embarrassing, painful, yeah, scary. Yeah. And Deeply it's, intimate. Yeah. Yeah. It's very personal. Yeah. And it's, it's generally negative. <laughs> and it's like, but we're not close. Yeah. Why would I expect an answer? Right. But here I am like, I'm trying to get close, you know, right. but, but I'm asking all these questions that are actually inappropriate for, for the, for the state of our relationship. Yes. Right? But how do we get closer, yes. you know, and, but get questions, answers and start to build that bridge and connect those dots. Right. 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 And, right. and what you're saying is you, you told me this, it's just like, you gotta be present first. You, you gotta know? be present do the first. time. You know, yeah, that's exactly you just made it sound like you're in jail, but like (laughs) you do like you have to just put in the time. And that's why I feel like this has been such a long, slow (laughs) process for us to even just evaluate who we are as Asian Americans, Mm -hmm. like years in the making, because we are putting bits and pieces together of conversations that happen like once in a blue moon, maybe. Mm -hmm. And. I almost feel like that's why we felt the need to do something like our podcast and and have these conversations more frequently mm-hmm. because it's in those moments of presence then you have more pieces of the puzzle to put together and you do have to do the work of putting it together. But you have to qualify presence, okay? There's plenty of times where I've been in a room filled with Asians, Asian family, and I was checked out. And I can say I was present. I was present at the Christmas Not party. Not in terms of geographically in the room. No, yeah, we had to qualify that. Yeah, though, yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. Presence as in you're 100% attuned to what is happening in the environment. Like your mind is there. Your, your mind, mind is, is there. Yeah. Your ears are open. Yeah. And you're listening for what they're not saying. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about in terms of presence. Mm-hmm. You're listening for the, all the read in between the lines things. So, and, and I feel like... Man, something that we've learned along the way as we're trying to like get to know our family and get mm-hmm. to know the people of our previous generations, talking about the past is hard. Yeah. And so when we bring a question directly back to the past, the conversation dies pretty quickly. Yeah. But talking about a recent event, yeah. where you can almost like Sherlock Holmes them a little bit, yeah. like I feel like that's what I'm doing sometimes, yeah. where I'm like, hey, tell me about your day, yeah. you know? And then they'll tell me about an interaction, and then I'll ask them about that interaction, and then. All of a sudden, I start think I start learning about how they view the world. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's where I start getting like bits and pieces of their life, and then slowly but surely, after many many years. No, it's yeah. even that in that one conversation, I, I hear I witness it all the time where you allow them to speak, and then they would you know, and then you would say like, oh, like why do you pick fruit like that, or it's yeah, like, why do you like that fruit, and then they'll say something like. Because it reminds me of a fruit that we don't have. That's only in Vietnam. Right. And then it go. They 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 go back. Yes. They're, they're telling you something from back there. Right. And but you didn't you didn't necessarily ask. Tell me about Vietnam. Yes. You know. Yes. Yes. And, yes. And and you they start talking about that and you allow them to and then you and if you feel like it's okay like you ask them another question you about start Vietnam going a little since deeper. they're already there. Right. And so. Right. And because the immigrant population. They're, they're very connected from where they came from. Yes, you know? yes. And, and so, therefore, you talk about what's in their life now, it might just 
go back there. Right. And that's kind of those 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 situations that you look for. Exactly, right? exactly. And this just came to my mind. That that whole I think it's five love languages. Do you even know what they are? Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> I just know the one that you I'm know, not, which is the gifts. The gifts, yeah. But you but you know what they are, Something right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. We, I remember we receive about. or give love um, in specific ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so like what is it? Words of affirmation, quality time, um, gifts. gifts, touch. Something I don't else. remember. We'll yeah. have to Google it. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, five love languages, right? This, our our families. Let's just say our families. Uh huh. Um, quality time. Yeah. Is is a huge love language. Yeah. And so your presence, um, and and quality presence. Yes. You know, that that has a lot of currency. Yes. You know? Exactly. And so the shoulder to shoulder work of like, okay, let's let's cook let's, together. Yeah. Let's cook together, or let's fold laundry together. Yes. Or even yeah, it's simple as let's eat together. Right. Like, same table, same same language, same conversation, whatever it is. Right. And I think that will that will get you a long way actually. For sure. For to the questions that you want answered. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's the homework kind of stuff that we're. But I'm not sure. About. I'm just making that up right now. But that's I think for our like, families that is. Yeah. I don't know about every other family. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I think for our families, the time and that's why you know, like you questioned at the very first episode, like why are we spending three hours just sitting here watching them play matcha yeah right like that's part of it yeah because that is how they receive they receive the love love. yeah Mm -hmm. it's a gesture right yeah right and again yeah we can only speak for our families but that definitely is that's a good point and i feel like you know like i hear that typical story whether it be like i don't know i never i never fully watched jorla club or something but i think of the (laughs) scene of like Mom, you know I love you, right? And it's like, <laughs> dude, the words of affirmation, that's not their love language, man. They didn't receive that. That's so true. You know, words like, of affirmation is not. It's like, no, I love you. At least for us, our families. Well, yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's kind of like, I'm, I'm trying to paint this picture of like, why is there a disconnect? Right. And it's like, maybe it's as simple as that. It's like, they don't receive it that way. So presence, we got that down. Yeah. Okay. And, and there needs to be a quality of presence. But there's one more thing that you said about, it's like curiosity. You said curiosity. Yeah. But it's kind of like just like that do you, uh, that desire. Like, do you really... Care or want to know? Care. That's the word. Do you actually care? Yeah. Well, because you know why I think that is because, you know, when I was asking my dad um, early on, mm-hmm. like, to come on this podcast, mm-hmm. right? Like, I was trying to explain to him in my Cantonese mm-hmm. the best as I could, mm-hmm. being like... No, this is what we're trying to accomplish. And he got me. He got me like, you know, we're trying to bridge this gap between sure. older generation, younger generation. And his first response to me was like, well, the younger generation wants to, needs to want it first. They don't oh, want yeah, it. Wow. And my dad said that. Yeah. And that's only coming from my dad. And I don't know whether or not other well, our people. Our neighbor said that too, right? That's yes, that's true. Yeah. Our neighbor said that. And, but hearing that from his mouth though, yeah. I'm like, I would love more insight on what our immigrant population thinks about our younger population. Because that's a loaded statement, right? That is. It's not, it's not just what he thinks. It's his experience with all the conversations he's had with fellow peers of parents. Peers. Yeah. You his know, so peers who are in the immigrant like yeah. generation, mm-hmm. somehow they're having these conversations around the table about their kids, just like we're having conversations yeah. right now. Yeah. And they have come to the conclusion that us as a younger generation don't care and don't yeah. want to care. Yeah. And I'm very curious about that. So so I, I'm going to just put you on the spot. So what's the thesis? So why care? Why care if you could still go on with your model minority dream without knowing your story? Why? Why are these celebrities saying you need to know your story? Well, because it's a part of who you are, right? 
you can't remove. I'm just talking about my immediate parents right here, but like we watched them growing up, right? Mm -hmm. And regard, like whether or not we want to admit it, but there are things that we have learned in watching them um, in our formative years, our Mm -hmm. younger years Mm -hmm. when we did not yet know how to make our own independent decisions. There are things that they fed into our souls. Mm, I see. Outside of food. Yeah. We watch them respond to certain interactions. We watch them um, fight. We watch the way they fought. Like all of that stuff is in our brains about how we decide to then respond to the world. So it, it, like it, it literally is a part of your identity. Yes. It's ingrained in your person. And for you to begin to know yourself, to even make sense of what you're feeling, what you're thinking. like Right. You need to know the history of of your surroundings. Correct. Of the, of the home you grew up in. Exactly. And, and you have to start there. And, and let me to just say advantage. Correct. And yeah. let me just say that may that, that might mean you need to do filtering though, because not everything that you saw at home is healthy. Yeah. But um, you have to at least know, healthy or not healthy, mm-hmm. what you saw and what you internalized. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because that totally shapes how you then go out into the world okay. and interact with your peers. Okay, so I got to clarify again too. So let's just say, I don't know, maybe I've seen or heard this enough that, that an Asian person goes into a mental health setting of counseling or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, okay, like what what household did you kind of grow up in? A yelling household? Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they talk about what happened in those moments. It's like, oh, that shaped you because, you know, uh, they, would, they would walk out the room and slam the door or they mm-hmm, give you the mm-hmm. cold shoulder or they'll... Mm-hmm. Whatever, like they'll cut you off and they won't feed you that day or something because you had a bad grade. Right. And right. it's like, oh, that's why you think like this now. But I think what we're we're saying is, you go deeper than that, mm. you, uh, or you go just one step back more. It's just like, okay, why? It's like not just, oh yeah, your 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 parents are screamers, right? But why did, why are they screamers? Right. You know, so like, what's their story? Exactly. And that's what, that's the story that that will begin to help you. Unpack things for you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, help you make your decisions about how you decide to respond now. And what I would say is, instead of saying our elders like, wow, they're so different. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. once you start hearing their story, it begins to humanize them. That yeah. they're like, oh, they're people too. They, they didn't respond perfectly to their situation. Like, like neither have I. Neither have but, I. But yes. so it's like, it brings it like on the same playing field instead of immigrant and me. Yes. You know, or elder, distant, and me. Yes. It becomes more of like, oh, I see what you're dealing with. Right. I see what we're working with here. Right. And I think that right. can begin to inform who you are. When you know more of who you are, whatever decision you make, it'll be more with more conviction, with more boldness, with more confidence, because it's just you just know who you are. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's exactly. Just, and and it's not just so much about like how other people will perceive you. I don't care about that. When yeah. we say self-esteem, confidence, vibrato, I'm not talking about any of that. But it's just like, are you content? Are, are you sure in yourself? Finding your story has a lot to do with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.